بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Welcome to the second reflection of the Quran In this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah verse 30-33 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةٌ قَالُوا أَتَجْعَلُ فِيهَا مَنْ يُفْسِدُ فِيهَا وَيَسْفِكُ الدِّمَاءِ وَنَحْنُ نُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِكَ وَنُقَدِّسُ لَكَ قَالَ إِنِّي أَعْلَمُ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ وعلم آدم الأسماء كلها ثم عرضهم على الملائكة فقال فقال أنبئوني بأسماء هؤلاء إن كنتم صادقين قالوا سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم قال يا آدم أنبئهم بأسمائهم فلما أنبأهم بأسمائهم قال ألم أقل لكم إني أعلم غيب السماوات والأرض وأعلم ما تبدون وما كنتم تكتمون This is a set of verses from Surah Al-Baqarah verses 30 to 33 uh, you, you can look at them and it'll be nice if you have them in front of you. So um, this is a dialogue between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the angels. right? And this was around the time when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appoints Adam alayhi salam, the, the progenitor of man, the first man, right? and the human race, as he's about to introduce the human race into the world. And he wants to make him the vicegerent, and the khalifa, representative in the world. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives man a number of different tasks. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entrusts uh, men, meaning human beings, the Adamic race eventually, with authority over the natural resources of this world. And the purpose of the natural resources of this world is to actually use them in a constructive way to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to get along in, the, in life, to benefit from them and use them to continue the human race and to create a link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through them. Uh, human beings are also told that you need to have good relationship with one another. You need to then take of these bounties, take from these bounties and you need to be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these bounty, bounties. But you need to use these natural resources and all of these objects that have been created for you in this world. You have to understand them and take them and use them, administrate them according to the divine commands and teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now this is really, 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 really amazing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates man from clay and then appoints him, gives him some celestial ideas, meaning some angelic uh, aspects to them for example the w w our spiritual side and then makes us the vicegerent and this is the angels when they first saw the form of Adam alayhi salam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had told them that we're going to make them uh, we're going to make this human race the vicegerents on the earth uh, 
they had a question. They said that, نَحْنُ نُقَدِّسُ right? We already glorify you so much. And uh, we praise you and we thank you and we sanctify you. So why would you need another creation for this? They obviously didn't understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ultimate purpose for the creation of the human being. So they were basically asking that, are we not fit for purpose? Are we not fit for what, what uh, you are trying to do, Ya Allah? Allah said that, look, you need to see some of these events that will soon unfold and then you'll understand your answer. Right? That could give them an understanding of the rationale behind Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation and using man as the vicegerent. So that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put both the angels and Adam alayhi salam, the first human being, under a test. So what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala done is that the angels are created in a certain way. They can't disobey Allah and they do exactly what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told them to do. Whereas with man, with human being, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them a free will. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given human beings the ability to learn things, learn the name of things. But names of things means also the substances of things, the elements of things, the usages of what things are for and their utility. So what happened is uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَعَلَّمَ آدَمَ الْأَسْمَاءَ كُلَّهَا ثُمَّ عَرَضَهُمْ عَلَى الْمَلَائِكَةِ فَقَالَ أَنْبِئُونِي بِأَسْمَائِهَا أُولَئِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches Adam alayhi salam the names of everything. And many Mufassirin say that means obviously what the realities of these things are. And then he asks the angels that, do you know what these things are? And they didn't know, but Adam alayhi salam knew about these things. He recognized the names and he recognized their purpose. He understood the feasible link between these material objects and how to use them to the advantage and what the purpose of these things were. So Adam alayhi salam was first instructed right, in the names of things. Right? And then that, the same thing was asked to the angels, but they could not understand. And then eventually, the, the good thing about the angels is that they acknowledged their limitations. Right? That, okay, we don't know these things. We have a certain... And that's why they said, Subhanaka, la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana, innaka antal alimul hakim. Glorified are you, we have no knowledge except what you have taught us. It is you, the all-knowing, the all-wise. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala justified to the angels, due to their question, why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the human beings to be the vicegerents on this earth for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to represent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, this is really, really interesting because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it like this, that وَإِذْ قَالَ رَبُّكَ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ إِنِّي جَاعِلٌ فِي الْأَرْضِ خَلِيفَةً قَالُوا أَتَجْعَلُ فِيهَا مَنْ يُفْسِدُ فِيهَا وَيَسْفِكُ الدِّمَاءَ and when your Lord said to the angels, I am going to place mankind on earth. Right? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He taught Adam all the names. So what we learn from this is that there are certain, what we learn from this is that there is certain knowledge that is absolutely essential for human beings to have for their survival. And that's what most people have. They know how to eat, they know how to um, get food, they know how to produce certain things, they know how to dig a well for water if they have to. These things are taught to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for them because that is what allows us to sustain ourselves and basically survive in this material world. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has provided his vicegerent, the human being, the power and authority to draw on all of these natural resources. However, this power is not absolute and this is where people make a mistake. Just because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us an ability and a free will, He's given us understanding of what resources there are and what they're used 
four, and so on. And then he's given us a uh, he he's given us a free will to decide and choose and 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 pursue. People go a bit overboard. They take Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of the picture. They forget who enabled them to do this, who created this for them in the first place, who gave them the guidance to do this. So that's why what they do is they think they then have unlimited power. They have absolute power. SubhanAllah, this virus has been a very humbling experience. If you remember the rhetoric from many world leaders, right, especially in the West, we're going to beat this, right? We're going to beat this virus. It's going to be gone in no time. We're going to deal with this. We're going to beat this. Now look, we're going to deal with it. Yes, we're told to deal with things, but with humility. Not that we're going to beat it in some kind of arrogant way. And subhanAllah, look at what chaos that it's created in this world and it still hasn't gone away. Right? It'll only go when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to diffuse it, deactivate it. Then it will be gone. Alhamdulillah, it's getting a bit better. And that's the nature of this world. You know, That's the nature of this world. Punishments don't last forever, if it's a punishment. Punishments don't last forever. Right? There's certain things that happen with them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then moves on uh, you know, to something else. So we do not have absolute and unlimited power because we only draw as vicegerents and as Muslims we need to understand this that as vicegerents, our authority is delegated by Allah. So it can only be as much as Allah has given us and we need to recognize that. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that spend of that which you have, we have made you trustees. Right? In Surah Al-Hadid verse 7, Surah Al-Hadid verse 7, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Spend of that which you ha- we have made you trustees. So that makes it very clear that, look, you're told to spend and do all of these things and utilize, but it needs to be done because you're a vicegerent. This is a serious assignment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the way to fulfill this assignment is to be just. To, be, uh, to have equity, to have love, to have fairness, and not to go overboard. SubhanAllah, many of the resources of this world are being abused right now, and especially in the West, because we have so much. We have abundance, we have uh, a lot of disposable income, and Muslims are doing this as well. There are so many things we buy and we waste. We throw away things. We buy big bulk, and then we throw away. The companies do the same. They are only learning now how to deal with what they call wonky fruits, for example. Otherwise, there are so many things that are just thrown away. The end slices of bread is thrown away by sandwich companies, right? There are fruit which are just not fit for purpose. Sometimes if the milk cannot be sold, they won't transport it anywhere else. They'll just, they'll just throw it. Right? They'll just basically drop it over and give it to the, to, you know, feed it to the ground basically. And this is a massive issue. People are waking up because on the one hand, you've got all of these calls for, you know, uh, not being able to sustain everybody and uh, uh, major issues of shortages and things of that nature. Uh, like right now, there's a war, there's a shortage of, uh, you know, of wheat and, and things like that. Uh, and, and we really need to do this for ourselves. The Prophet ﷺ spoke about not wasting water even if you're at a stream where there's abundant water flowing. It's not going to make any difference. It's probably going to go full, uh, fall back into the stream. But subhanAllah, the Prophet ﷺ told us not to even waste water there because israf is not a good idea. Allah tells us, Kulu wala tusrifu. Eat and drink, but do not be excessive. And this is something that we need to get into our homes. Muslims do a lot of wudu, right? That means using a lot of water. And we need to be careful how much water we use. I guarantee you most of us probably use 20 times the amount of water that the Prophet ﷺ used to use. Literally 20 times because how long does it take to fill up a small jug like that? A small, uh, uh, what do you call it, vessel like that which is called a saw, 
right? We would fill that up as if you leave the tap open, by the time we've washed our hands and our face, we'd have probably filled it up. And we've only washed our mouth actually. We've not even washed our nose yet. I've seen people, I've seen my children when they do it and I've had to teach them that. And that, that was probably something I was doing before as well. So the, our being a Khalifa in this world is very, very important. We don't have un, unrestricted authority. We need to be submissive and obedient to this so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, can give us more and can, uh, can reward us for this. So we can't be proud and haughty and we should not get intoxicated by the power because this is what the world does. When you have a lot of it, you get intoxicated by a power and then you think you can do that. Many, many in the West, especially in the modern times uh, since Christianity has gone down in the West as well, it's just become this idea of many, many, many different philosophies abound as to we can do everything. Religion is a superstition. Religion is a problem. There's people who nominally maybe even accepting religion, but when it comes into their daily lives, they don't actually. Muslims, Alhamdulillah, to a certain degree, we still fulfill our religion and we still have some adherence to our religion so that we are trying to fulfill the vicegerency that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made as Khalifa of this world. And, you know, we can all make mistakes in this regard, but the main thing is that this uh, dialogue between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the angels really, really, and I'll, and I'll read the entire dialogue uh, b before we finish. It's a really, really important that that's our position. Man's original position in this world is that he's a vicegerent, a deputy, a representative of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world. Never forget that. Once a man forgets this, once a person forgets this, they've forgotten their nature, they've forgotten what their original principle uh, reason for being born is and for coming into this world is. Once a person, however, recognizes this, this truth, then, then he will realize that if Allah has made us vicegerent, then he's already set a task out for us and sent a message for us, a guidance for us, which is through the Qur'an. And that's why when we read the Qur'an, remember the book of the Qur'an, the Qur'an is a book of guidance. It's a communication. So we can't be devoid of this guidance and this communication until we die, right? Even if we're thinking that we're fulfilling every obligation, because that is very profound experience to learn directly from the Qur'an. Man should realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord of the worlds. He is the cherisher of all creatures. He is the most compassionate, right? He is the most merciful. He is the most just. Right? He is the most forbearing, the most affectionate. And He is compassion. And He is the most loving. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes believers to be those who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than any, anything else. That's what we want to eventually be. So while Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all of these things, but if a man does abuse his knowledge for satanic ends, for the wrong reasons, you know, for wicked pursuits, then he's not fulfilling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's vicegerency. I think this is such a humbling factor. This is such a humbling factor, this is, to know that we are vicegerents of Allah. If a person can wake up in the morning and sleep at night thinking that, you know what, I'm just a servant of Allah, but I'm a representative of Allah. Can you imagine the da'wah we could do? Because when a person recognizes that they're just representing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just, merciful, compassionate, forbearing, affectionate, merciful, and everything else that he is, then we need to imbibe that as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that tawfiq. So 
This is the verse. I'm going to translate the whole verse for you because I read it at the beginning just so that we can uh, consolidate our understanding. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 30 to 33, And when your Lord said to the angels, I am going to place mankind on earth, they said, Will you place therein those who will make mischief therein and shed blood? Because the angels had an experience with the jinn who had been created before, who had caused a lot of mischief. right? So they thought that uh, another creation is going to do the same thing. While we glorify you with praise and thank and sanctify you. So isn't that, aren't we befitting for this position? Allah said, I know that. They weren't complaining. They were just wondering. right? It was a, it was a concern that they had. Why are you doing this? So Allah said, look, I know that which you do not know. I know that which you do not know. And Allah then taught Adam السلام, all the names of things. Then he showed them to the angel and said, you tell me the names of these if you are truthful. They said, glorify that you. When they recognized, they said, glorified are you, are you, we have no knowledge except what you have taught us. We don't have knowledge of this. This is not something that you've given us. You've only given it to uh, Adam alayhi salam. It is you, the all-knowing and the all-wise. Allah then said, oh Adam, you inform them of their names. So when he informed them of their names, he said, Allah said, did I not tell you that I know the unseen in the heavens and the earth and I know what you reveal and what you conceal? So that's a message therein. That dialogue is amazing. It tells us what we're really here for. I don't know if something that we've, uh, we, we must have heard this before, but it's a good reminder to myself and to everybody else that whenever we have that moment, we remind ourselves. We remind ourselves that we are the vicegerents of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the conclusions of this, of this reflection is that we remind ourselves that we are the vicegerent of Allah. We're representing Him. We need to be in our best behavior. We need to do that which is morally correct. We need to use the substances of this world, the elements of this world, the, everything, the material, material gains of this world in the right way. We must not be abusive. We, uh, uh, what, what some people are doing where you've, get, you've got these extremely rich people who are constantly trying to confine as many riches to themselves. There's countries which are doing this. There are organizations which are doing this. There are... Companies which are doing this, there are individuals which are doing this. This is just absolutely selfish. We are here to learn from one another. I was in Kashmir, uh, mashallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relieve the problems of Kashmir. I was in Kashmir and I was with a, a family that deals in rugs. And mashallah, they're big sellers of rugs, of these really nice um, uh, Kashmiri rugs. So they have a lot of people working for them and everything. And he took me to a place where they, there's an individual who washes rugs for them. So I just asked from a business perspective that, look, you can have this washed at home. You can have this washed at home, meaning in your own company, you've got enough people to wash it. It doesn't look like a complicated way of washing. I probably could have done it myself because he said, oh, it's a very elaborate technique. When I looked at it, it was, I'm sure I could do this myself. So I said, you can just do this yourself. Why do you have to get somebody external to do it? He said, look, we want everybody to eat. We want everybody to eat. We want everybody to have a piece of the pie. We could do this at home. But then what about these people? And mashallah, in a lot of these places, you know, these are old, old heritage industries. And there's these people who are doing these for hundreds of years. And you have to maintain that. But when these big greedy companies come that are not the vicegerents, they just try to amass everything. They're doing this to the ocean. They're raping the ocean, taking all the fish out, depleting the stores of fish and other uh, seafoods and things like that. 
This is not something that's used. We're doing this through the cutting of trees and the disposable, the plastics and the disposables that we abuse. We need to try in our little way, whatever we can, to try to minimize that because we're not fulfilling the responsibilities of this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all and Allah grant us closeness to him uh, through the Quran and through the month of Ramadan. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this Ramadan be better for you than any Ramadan before it. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam, and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.